<laughs> yes. yes. But like, the comparison like with me and some so that'd be something neat to see, you know, the Harry Stars at the Pirates playing in, in Williamsport wasn't a sh- Welcome to episode 49 of the Not Another Sports Podcast. I'm David. I'm Jason. Welcome aboard. <laughs> we made it. Yes, we did. <laughs> no one's listening is going to understand that, but we do. No. And that's what matters. <laughs> So a follow-up from last episode of the me and Jason eating the burgers and Brad, which thank you again, Brad, for joining us last week on this, uh, last week, last episode. Uh, he had the blizzards for the MLB DQ All-Star Meals, which I know me and Jason picked uh, the Harper Burger, the, the frame flower, not just because we're Philly fans, it's because we really like the burger. It was a really good burger. And I... I think the heat, you know, the spicy sauce really made the burger good. It made just, uh, a possibly bland burger really good, yeah. And the other burger for us, to, I mean, for for me, it just tasted like a basic bacon cheeseburger. But that's just me. Yeah, but I mean, so, and Brad picked the Oreo Blizzard, which was part of the winning combination. Um so Tim Anderson's meal, which was the bacon two cheese deluxe stack burger with the Oreo blizzard was the winner of the DQ all-star meal poll that MLB and DQ were doing. Um, if you haven't gotten out to DQ yet, it is, it is a perfectly fine burger. Uh, we just like the flamethrower from the Bryce Harper meal a little bit more because it just had a little bit more flavor. It had the spice and I like spicy stuff on my food. So, Hence why I picked that one. Damn, this birch beer is good. It is. I'm telling you, this birch beer is fantastic. You and your birch beer. So on to uh, the first period, which this is going to be an interesting uh, year for the Panther for the Browns because Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Well, I think it's more for the Browns right now because of what's going on. Baker Mayfield traded to the Panthers, despite Sean Watson possibly not playing. Because I know I know Mayfield was having some issues with the Browns management. For because I know he wanted out. He did want. This is the most Browns thing that's ever Browned in Browns history. So, is that the Brown note? <laughs> it is. Um, first things first, keep your wee wee to yourself, people. I mean, (laughs) the fact that that has to be announced is kind of pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not something that's funny, but it's, it's, it's inevitably. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Deshaun Watson decided to. Oh, in better words, let it all hang out. He essentially there's better 20 words? incidents. He was accused of 20 different incidents of sexual assault or harassment dating back to 2009. Um, and the NFL's this? investigating it. It's still going on. And who knows if he's going to play this year or not. And of course, the Browns. 
And look, you know what? I don't blame the Texans for unloading him to the Browns. It was smart of the Texans to unload him and just start fresh. The Browns got him in this trade, and he's probably not going to play this year. So what do they do? They ship the guy who was their starting quarterback away. Which makes sense. (laughs) Which makes the most sense, you know. You got a quarterback who... You know, plays, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm not even saying he's like the most good quarterback of all time, but he's a serviceable quarterback for the NFL. And you're going to be down your brand new star quarterback because the dude can't keep his hands to himself. Yeah, it's just. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I I don't get it either. I I don't know. Where is it at? What was the Browns record last year? I'm trying to find it here. Come on now. I got to call tech support and I'm going to call myself here shortly. The Browns record was eight and nine. They were third in the AFC North division. Okay, so just under 500. Just under 500. Which, honestly, for the Browns, is not bad. (laughs) Mayfield threw for 17 touchdowns. He had a completion percentage of 60.5. Again, totally serviceable quarterback for the, the level of the NFL. I mean, he averages a little over... 60% 60% most seasons um, altogether combined for his four seasons in the NFL. He's at a 61.6% completion percentage. He's made 92 touchdowns with those throws. Um, those 92, Watson's, you know, he has 56 interceptions, which is not too terribly bad for Browns. In in Watson's four seasons, he's at a 67.8% completion rating. Um, 104 touchdowns, 36 interceptions. He's clearly the better quarterback, but if he can't play because he's probably going to be suspended for the season, I I would do what I could have to kept Baker Mayfield around. Um, then again, I mean, looking at the record of the Texans last year, the better team was the Browns on that one. I mean, the quarterback is only as good as well, the Watson front line. Watson did play last year. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. He didn't. I just see up to, okay, yeah, 2020. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me. It's all right. I'll You're be over good. here. I'll be over here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, you, you trade a quarterback who won. You, you, the quarterback didn't play last year, like you said, and you trade away the quarterback who gave you decent numbers. But by the way, I'm not saying good numbers, but I'm saying decent numbers. Watson signed a fully guaranteed five year, 230 million deal with the Browns as part of the trade. The largest and most guaranteed money in NFL history for a guy who probably won't see any playing time in his first season. Now, how much money will is is, how much money of that is actually guaranteed to him? 
It's fully guaranteed. Oh, it's fully guaranteed. I thought you said that is it was the, no, fully is guaranteed. It? Oh, uh, looks like the Browns really stepped in it this this time around. And they're paying Baker Mayfield still, even though he's not on the team. So they're going to be going up against him and they're going to be paying him to go up against them. And I, I think you sent me where the Panthers are going to pay him extra if he beats the Browns. I didn't see that, but that would be tremendous. I think you sent. I think that. I think you sent that. To no, me. what I sent you was the the Browns are paying him. Oh, over half that. a million. I got to learn how to, to read. play against them and possibly beat them. I, okay, yeah. Now I see it. Yeah, I I got to learn to read. It's all right. You're fine. <laughs> you made it this far, right? It's just but still, <laughs> yeah. And the fact that Watson won't be possibly won't be playing for the whole 22 season is definitely, definitely interesting just because of that. That effect that he can't, he just can't keep his hands to himself. Hands, other things. I was being nice. Word to the wise, you don't have to helicopter dick to impress a chick. <laughs> That's an SNL reference, and I think maybe a handful of people will get it, but it's worth it. Um, <laughs> but the fact that he has that many allegations, I mean, it's the fact that he has that many allegations against him going back that far. I mean, I think I see when, when looking at things like this, I see more players from the NFL with all sorts of allegations rather than, I mean, yes, you'll see some from other sports, but I feel like I see more from the NFL. That's just me. Uh, no, cause I, I do think it, it skews that way. And I hate saying that, but I think there's the NFL has, has some issues with player behavior and and that's i don't know how if they want the teams to handle it well then if the teams are handling it some teams are doing a bad job i think maybe the nfl should handle it and put out a, an edict on what they're moving forward this is a a zero tolerance policy maybe um because i'm sorry when Double digits is is bad to begin with. Hitting twenty is awful. Um, to just me, that just little. tells me you're a piece of crap human being who can't understand the word no because you're you think you're somebody. Well, the fact um, I think it's more of a hey, I'm in, you know, I'm a pro athlete. Do what I want. I mean, one is more is 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 too many. In my opinion. Yes, I agree with that. One is should not even hit that number. But if you're hitting 20 incidents of sexual assault or harassment, uh, if it was me, I'm sorry. I don't care what I signed you for. You're done. Because you're a liability to my team. You're a liability to the league. And frankly, you are a dangerous person around women. Pretty much. Very much. I mean, yeah, there's there's no reason for even one of these. But to have 20 
I mean, I mean, one is way too many. Like we just said, it's 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 messed up. Is the the simplest way to put it. Um, I think it's more of you know, not just I'm a pro athlete. I do what I want. It's I have money. I'll pay you whatever you want to do this, whatever I want. I think that's what goes through some of these people, you know, some of these players' heads. I honestly think, and really, I would question, I I really, if I was a Cleveland fan, I wouldn't wear his jersey. I think it's absolutely awful if you wear his jersey. And look, I'm standing on my soapbox on this, and I don't care. The guy's a scumbag. Well, when you have that many uh, allegations against you for the same thing, (sighs) yeah. And the sad part is, you're saying about the jersey, how many people, as soon as they found out he was a Brown, went out and bought the jersey? Knowing Browns fans, probably quite a bit. You know, and how many many people actually went and, and just destroyed or threw away a Mayfield jersey just because of his issues Again, with, a lot. with management. <laughs> still, I mean, yeah, I, I just don't understand why. Why he did it or why yeah. they would buy his jersey. He did it. Why he did it. I, I mean, don't think. It, as I say, doesn't he I, have like a girlfriend or something or. Married or something? We both know that doesn't stop. No, but still, I mean, some people, you know, are actual human beings and, hey, I'm married. I I don't need to be doing this type of stupidity. Oh, I agree with you. Um, But I don't think people like you and I are of that, that mindset where we can understand why that's done you know some people are just wired that way and some people aren't um true and look he's far from the first nfl player to be accused of something like this no well it's just, just not just it's not not just nfl player but just athlete in general but in the nfl like you said there is a culture that is that the NFL has that somehow makes it okay that it'll get swept under the rug and it'll move on from it. Well, this time it's not, it's not going that way. It looks like something's going to happen to him, and justifiably. So yes, it needs to, it, something needs to have the set a record straight of you do something stupid like this. This is what you're going to get. You're going to, you know, but the problem is, oh, here's the bad part of this whole thing. Okay, yes, he may not play the season. Let's just say he doesn't play the season. He's still going to get his money. Right. That's the bad part. That's the sad part of this whole situation. One of the sad part, I should say, not thus, but one of them, is that he's still going to get paid. I mean, I think the NFL has to change the way contracts are jawed up with this type of behavior. I go back to there should be a zero tolerance policy. Yes, and if you do happen to do something of this type of stupidity or any type of stupidity of that nature, even if it's guaranteed money, it should be in the contract you lose for that year. Or you lose your, you know, as as many games as you don't play, you don't get that money. 
or some salary or something gets, like that. Or if you're found guilty of these behaviors, your money goes to the victim. There you go. That's even better. That's even better. This way, the victim, yes, I know it's not going to change what happened. It's not going to, you know, they may have to go through certain things to get over what may happen, you know, what have happened. Because that's not something you just walk away from. That's something that's, no. you know, that's in your head. That it may not. Them. Exactly. But this may help help towards getting on the road to being better. You know, if they can't afford, let's say, a therapy session to help get over what has happened or to help not get over, but move forward with what has happened. If they don't have the money for it, it to work this may it. help it. This will help have that money to pay to help you move forward, to move past it. You know, to help you get on the road to getting better with everything. It may not be 100%, but it's a start. It's a help. But no, yeah, give the money to the victims. Give his salary to the victim. You know, it's uh, Sean Watson, noted scumbag. You know, I mean, hell, 200. That's. Hell, if the, you know, let's say a year salary to the victim, that's 46 million. Money, like you said, money can't fix things, but it'll it's hit gonna, him where it hurts. Well, yes. And also, but though it will help the victim in moving forward with trying to get the help that is needed for them. Right. And I get what you're saying. You're good. You know, I hope so. <laughs> but the fact that it's just the Browns, I mean, this is like you said, typical Browns thing. Browns are going to Brown. That's that's all you can say. <laughs> are going to Brown? No, they already did Brown. They Brown <laughs> big time. They Brown like they just had a laxative. They Brown that bad. Explosive Browning. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just. Because. Well, who are the backups anyway? So if if the Brown is so if he goes out for the seasons, who you have here? Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, I had it pulled up earlier today, uh, doing some research, and now I have to pull it back up. Who <laughs> is a uh, seventeen draft fourth round, hundred thirty five pick? Jacoby played for, Brissett played for the Steelers, seventeen and, uh, through nineteen. Then played for the Jaguars and then back with the Steelers and now with the Browns. Okay. And Brissett played for the Pats, the Colts, and the Dolphins, and he's currently with the Browns as a backup. So. And it looks like, though, Jacoby has more experience with throwing a touchdown. Then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Josh. Because looking at Josh's, he just has one interception. Yeah, Jacoby has thrown 36 touchdowns uh, since his career in the NFL started. Um, 
So that's, I mean, he has three seasons where he didn't throw anything as a touchdown and then three seasons where he did throw touchdowns. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have traded away Baker Mayfield for that, but what do I know? And of course, another quarterback has a ring with the Patriots. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like he was no, playing it's the same. in any of those games as a Patriot. No, it's, no, it's not. Well, look at uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Same thing. He has rings, but he, you know, with the Patriots, but didn't play. You know, he didn't play in the Super Bowls. Right. So it's it's just funny how how that is. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an interesting th- to see what all happens with this. What are the final outcome of of Watson here? Who knows? Maybe justice will be served and he'll be done. You know, he'll be, you know done for the season, if not longer, because of his stupidity. Agreed. So again, noted note, scumbag. Oh, put a little, uh, put a little asterisk there. On that note, that'd be end of the first. We'll be right back. For listeners of the Not Another Sports Podcast, if you visit fansidea.com and use the code NASPOD, N-A-S-P-O-D at checkout, you will get 10% off your order. Fansidea.com is the place to go for custom-made jerseys, hoodies, shirts, and all kinds of other gear. The perfect product, perfect stitching, perfect sublimation, perfect embroidery, 100% handmade and delivered on time. That's certainty, and it's their promise to you. Again, use the code NASPOD at checkout for 10% off your order at Fansidea.com. Baseball fans, check out the Baseball Together podcast. Your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes, present new episodes for the entire baseball family every Tuesday. Available on all your favorite podcast apps and YouTube. Come join our baseball family where we do baseball together. If you're looking for a podcasting channel with lots of shows in one spot, look no further than CKCC Radio. I'm Chris O'Mealy, the commissioner of CKCC Radio, and I'd like to tell you about some of the great shows you can listen to when you subscribe to our channel. You can check out The Nerd Table with myself and my co-hosts Eric and Dan as we review all kinds of nerdy topics on a weekly basis. You can also check out two shows by Jeff Trelowitz, The Ranking Tracks Podcast and The Real Paranormal Talk Podcast, where Jeff ranks songs on the album that he reviews and also talks about his real-life paranormal investigations while talking about famous stories as well. You can check out the Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman as he reviews all of the racing events of the past week. Check out Jay Bunny's Music Hub, where Jason Chin interviews various artists throughout the music industry and plays samples of their songs with their permission. Check out the A Show and By the Numbers. Matt Derline, professional wrestling referee, hosts By the Numbers as he interviews wrestlers in matches that he himself has personally been the referee for. And on the A Show, him and Chris Decker team up to draft rosters with special guests from various years in wrestling promotions. There's also the Board to Death binge cast where the Board to Death clan reviews easy to digestible chunks of television shows and movies for your enjoyment. There's also tons of other great shows, but there's too many to talk about here. So you'll just have to check out CKCC Radio at ckcradio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
Welcome back to period two. This one uh, I find interesting because it seems to be going around a lot of uh, sports news is UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten in, or if I should say possibly joining the Big Ten in 24. Yep, they, they're preparing to uh, leave the Pac-12 uh, and go uh, go over to the Big Ten. Um, obviously, football is the big reason for going to the Big Ten, um, but there are other sports that they're going to be participating in with, with the Big Ten. Um, this right? is a... What? Because I know the sports right now that, uh, as, as we just were, were speaking off air, uh, the future members of would be baseball, basketball, football, golf, tennis, uh, field and track, indoor and outdoor would be the ones that both schools are be participating in for the Big Ten. For the men's sponsors. Yeah, and what we were talking off air, um, I think it's really interesting that out of all the schools in the Big Ten. Only three participate in every sport as a Big Ten member. So well, Penn State, I should, Ohio I should State. Say for the men's. I should say for the men's because if you oh, look yes, at the women's yes, for sports. for the men's. Sorry. Because it's just Ohio State and Michigan for the women's. Uh, and Rutgers. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Rutgers. Okay, I was looking at the wrong line. So, for, so for uh, men's, there's three schools, and for women's, there's three schools. For men's, it's Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. And what did you say it was for, for women's? It was Rutgers, Michigan, and Ohio. And Ohio. So that's, those, for both men's and women's, there's three schools each that participate in all 14 available sports for the Big Ten. Every other school participates in anywhere from 11 to 8 different sports per gender um and and what's funny is UCLA, is, go ahead sorry and the funny part is though the one that uh is not participating in the big 10 for penn state is rowing that's kind of tough to do just are they gonna row just, are they gonna row the juniata they could dodge the rocks oh god <laughs> you know Dodge the rocks and all that. I mean, that'd, hey, that'd be good for uh, <laughs> extreme rowing. Extreme rowing, Jesus. <laughs> um, so this was really shocking when I saw it come out. Um, and I think now, look, we we all know that in the world of college football, pretty much outside of the people who live in the areas of these schools, ourselves included, because we live in what is considered the Penn State University area, even though we're like an hour and a half away. Um, outside of those schools and those air surrounding areas, the SEC is, is, you know, where everyone hangs their hat on college football and the elite with college football. I think with UCLA and especially with USC, coming to the Big Ten. I think this this makes the Big Ten a bigger deal than it was. Because now they have teams on the East Coast, the Midwest, and the West Coast. This is a nationwide conference now. And this is something I know that a lot of people were not expecting because of it being a 
West Coast thing, being that two teams from the West Coast are now entering a, a division that is, like you said, Midwest and East Coast. Or I should say, uh, you know, Mid and East Coast teams. So having two teams from the West, who would have thunk that? Again, it makes it a nationwide conference now. And I, so. I think that that it makes the bend big to me. Partiality aside, because we, we are in Penn State country and, you know, we're Penn State fans and, and so on and so forth. I, I think adding West Coast teams to this conference legitimizes it just a little bit more. It's no longer just a regional conference. Oh, yeah, it's well, like you just said, it's statewide. And and I got to be honest, I, I think the Big Ten is making a play at becoming a bigger conference, a conference maybe on the same level as the SEC, maybe not just with college football, maybe with other sports as well. This is a power move on, on both the team's parts and the Big Ten's part itself. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out because of just something you normally don't see. Right. Um, I mean, this is, I think, wholeheartedly unexpected. Um, but I think it's, it's interesting and this is a big deal. Yeah. I just find it interesting how, because wasn't uh, USC for the longest time, like high up there. They were a powerhouse for quite a few years. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. They were a big, big powerhouse in college football. Normally ranking within the what top five on average? I want to uh, say for a few years there, they were uh, again a powerhouse. They were a powerhouse with football. Um, let's see what we can find here. Uh, let's see here. They have 11 national titles 2003, 2004 being the most recent. Um, their all time record is 878. Wins, 354 losses, 54 ties, well over 500. Um, and they've been with the Pac-12 since 1959. <clears throat> so that is quite a long time Yes, uh, to be Very. there and to now be moving on to something new. Uh, da, da, da. I was going to say, those Pete Carroll seasons were, I remember them being a big deal. Yeah, I was going to say, he was mainly the one that really made the team, you know, he was there part of all those all those runs. Now, let's see, they they played Penn State in two different Rose Bowls. It's just in recent memory, in 2008 and 2016. Uh they pretty much they've been in the Holiday Bowl against Wisconsin and Nebraska, so they've played other Big Ten teams. Uh, most recently in, in a bowl game, the Cotton Bowl Classic, uh, 2017 against Ohio State. So I mean, they're not an unfamiliar team to Big Ten teams, and Big Ten teams aren't unfamiliar to them. So it's not like it's shocking for this this system to play against a big 10, uh, a big 10 team. Try to say that five times fast. Go for it. Try it. Hell no. (laughs) 
But no, yeah, it's definitely it definitely should be interesting to see how they're going to be within the Big Ten football organization, you know, the the whole group in general. Yeah. Because like you said, it's not like they're not familiar with you know, with those types of teams. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Um like I, said, I just was shocked to even hear that they were part that they were even doing this. That was just a big shock. I mean, so was I. When I got that notification, it I'm like, wow, this is to me, I think this is a game changer. I think this this changes the look of college football starting in 2024 in a big way. Because I mean, we if, if we look at it as a business, and that's a whole other controversy onto its own with the NCAA. Yeah. Um, these conferences are trying to get the best TV deals that will give them the most viewers, give them the best time slots and give them the most money. Um, well, that's what makes everything go around is the money. And I think the SEC has that sweet deal with CBS. And I think what does the Big Ten have one with Fox now? They used to be NBC, ABC, mm. but I think it's Fox now. Um, Something like that, I think. I'm trying to can't remember here. I'm looking it up right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to find it myself too. <laughs> Big Ten's current deals are with Fox and ESPN, and they pay them four hundred thirty million a year. Ooh. And that is two hundred million more than the Pac-12 receives per season. So there's another reason why they probably left to go to the Big Ten. That will do it. An extra couple million. Why not? And per this article in the Atlantic, the Big Ten is expected to be the first college conference to be paid one billion annually in rights fees once USC and UCLA <laughs> hit hit the the Big Ten. So the Big Ten is shooting to. Be a powerhouse to be to be the powerhouse yeah. to take over the SEC and be the powerhouse. So this is genius on their part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely uh, a wow. When it comes to money like that, then, yeah, that's definitely the powerhouse for that alone. Jeez. And they got they got, you know, household name colleges. You got oh, Ohio yeah. State, you got Michigan, you got Penn State, you got Michigan State. Um, you're going to have USC coming in. Yeah, this, you're going to have. This is, is going to be big. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota's a big name. Minnesota's a very big name for Purdue? college hockey. Purdue? Purdue? Oh, yeah, Minnesota's big for college hockey, absolutely. Nebraska, Northwestern. Because uh, right now, the yeah. only... Big Ten for college hockey is Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin are the only ones for hockey. And add in that Notre Dame is considered an associate member. They're not a full-time member. Yeah, I did see that. That's that's something. <laughs> that's something. You know, And college hockey is always fun to watch. 
but so, not really many people care for that. <laughs> that's not bringing in 430 million a, a year in television, yeah. right? Yeah. No, it's not, but still, it's fun to watch. I mean, I'm college, not arguing with you on that, but it's. <laughs> I mean, college football, though, is. College football and college basketball is what enables. Yeah. I think it's what enables all the other sports to have funding. Because all that money isn't just going to the football programs or the basketball programs. You know that money's getting shared. And it's a, yeah, it's a the rowing. students benefit or, from it. Yeah. Or swimming and diving. So it's going to be. I mean, after this season, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. To see how much actually comes into play, you know, to see what comes out of all this. So, yeah, UCLA and USC coming to the Big Ten in 24. Going to be going to be interesting, a big shock. So we'll see what happens. That note, that we will. On that note, that'll be end of the second. We'll be right back. For you, the listener of the Not Another Sports Podcast, our good friends Brad and Brig at Baseball Together want you to check out their shop at 9plusus.com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. And if you check out their shop, you can use the code NASPOD, N-A-S-P-O-D, for 15% off your first order. Check out the different designs on t-shirts, caps, hoodies, raglans, and so much more. Again, that code is NASPOD at checkout for 15% off your order at 9plusus.com. Greetings, wrestling fans. My name is Peter DeLong, and if you're looking for quick, easily digestible nuggets of pro wrestling goodness in an episodic format, Look no further than Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong on YouTube. Join me as I highlight different wrestlers or promotions worthy of your attention. Each episode features wrestlers, teams, and stables that deserve the spotlight, upcoming events in your local independent wrestling scene, or anything else interesting in the world of independent wrestling. Listen in as I run down the must-know info to get you familiar with our subject du jour. And then sit back and enjoy a related match featuring delectable custom commentary by yours truly, including some exclusive footage you won't be able to find anywhere else. Get your wrestling fix in bite-sized episodes with Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong. If you have personal footage, an upcoming event, or a product in general that could benefit from being featured on Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong, feel free to shoot me a message at PeterDeLongTalks at gmail.com, Peter DeLong on Facebook, or Twitter at DE underscore Talks. Do you have a YouTube channel? Check out All Things YouTube. That's hosted by me, Matt Haas. I'll show you how to make searchable videos people actually watch. That's the key. Hey, look, we live in an amazing time. If you have something to say, you could reach a worldwide audience. A worldwide audience, and all you need is consumer-level gear and good on-camera presence. You don't need anyone's permission. The strategies and techniques you'll learn don't cost extra money, and they don't even take extra time. You just have to do things right. I'll show you how. Plus, all my stuff is free. The best place to start is to point your browser to allthingsyoutube.com. Welcome back for a third period. 
this period, uh, jerseys we want to bring back because from the draft that w- that from the NHL draft that happened the past uh, two days, basically the sixth and the or the seventh and the eighth, uh, the Oilers are bringing it back their original uniforms. So we decided to do which uniforms would we love to see back or like to see back that we liked, you know, that we liked at the time. So Jason, what's your uh, MLB pick? I went a little deeper than uh, just my lifetime, which I'm sure doesn't surprise you whatsoever. Um, It doesn't. I went with, I went with the 1979 Pirates. Um, so they had quite a few different color, uh, uniform combinations for that season. Um, but they were all yeah, accented did. with, with a pillbox striped hat, which no one does anymore. Um, but I like the white with the yellow pinstripes, the yellow softball style jerseys. Great. And that black road jersey is fantastic. Um, I love that the black, home at the black away jersey has um a yellow pillbox hat with black stripes and then the road jerseys or the home jerseys have a black pillbox hat with yellow stripes it's just a really cool look um and it's it's a lot different than just the typical white gray alternate color it it pops it looks cool um and it could be a look that fires the team up too yeah, to go to do uh, do almost like a retro day. That'd be that'd definitely something for a retro. I day. I think they should that. bring it back full time. It's a great look. They could modernize it, like you know, to get it with with the uh, the jersey material today. Oh, I'm sure they could. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. See, yeah, that'd be that'd work. But no, that's definitely one to to bring back for that. What's your uh, MLB one, David? Mine is the Marlins the, of the of the mid '90s, where the actually looks like a Marlin is on the on the front of the jersey, and not where it's today, where it's just what looks like a fish over what uh, the uh, over the M. So you, you want them when they were in Florida, not Miami? Yeah, pretty much. So I got to be honest with you. I have a partiality to this this uniform combination um, because when I played Little League, um, our team in 92, we were the we were the, the Indians. And then in 93, after that, we were the Marlins. So I've always had a bit of like a, a partiality to this uniform because we wore the Marlins hat and colors in Little League. <laughs> Nice. I should say I should say youth baseball because we weren't part of Little League World Series back then. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. When when I did youth baseball, it was the Cubs. I always liked. Um, I know that the black hat with the F and the Marlin was predominantly the one they wore. I always liked the teal with the black bill. I always thought that was the best looking one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But I just think they just need to bring back like this, this type of look because I just, you know, the Florida Marlins, you see the, what supposedly is a fish on the current Jersey. 
it's like, is it real? What is that? I don't know. It's a lot better than me. what they had before. That's so, just me. Let's just take yeah. it for what it is. Yeah. What they had but... before was pretty awful. Still. <laughs> oh, fun times, though. Fun times. What's your uh, NBA pick? Uh, my NBA pick, um, another one I'm really partial to. Um, it makes me think of 90s basketball. Uh, the 92 to 2000 Phoenix Suns look. Um, I love the starburst basketball with the trail behind it. Uh, the purple and white and orange and black looks fantastic on these uniforms. Um, it's the ones they wore in the NBA Finals against the Bulls. It's just a great overall look. It, it's, it, it pops, it stands out. And I know they still dabble with some some of those colors now, but it's not the same. Uh, there's something really nice looking about the classic early nineties to two thousands Phoenix suns. Look. Yeah, it definitely is a good look on that. Uh, it, it works. That's the thing. I mean, like you said, some, when, when teams try to modernize an old school look, it's just not, I don't know, there's something different that you just like, no, that just doesn't, it's just something different that you just kind of like when it was, no, no, not really. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think um, the modernized versions, I mean, they're not bad by any means, but there's something to me special about those old ones from the 90s. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What's your NBA one? I actually like the alternate jersey for the Utah Jazz to where it has the almost like a trail behind, like, like a small trail, like it's speeding down what possibly could be a mountain beat it's in Utah. <laughs> so that's I mean, that's something that always cracks me up about the Jazz because um, they were originally the, the New Orleans Jazz, which as a name makes a lot of freaking sense. Um, well, yeah, that Utah is sense. not known for its Jazz. <laughs> no. No, but in all sense, I mean, I just, I don't know, just something about that jersey. I kind of like, you know, the being, you know, alternate and with that type of, you know, because, you know, me, I always like alternate jerseys to see what they come up with in general. But well, and I that mean, one, that's that's the era that they were in the finals against. Yeah. Against the Bulls. Another we both picked teams that were in the finals against the Bulls. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that was, I mean, that, that, that 97 and, and 98 jazz teams, they were probably two of the best teams to never win a championship because they just happened to go against the bulls. Well, back when the bulls had, had Rodman and, and Jordan and Pippen and, the, and Kerr and well, just Kukoc in general, and, well, just in general, the bulls dominance just in general. Not just who they had, but there's the dominance of how they all played together. Ah, but the, but again, the Jazz weren't slouches. I'm not taking anything no. away from the Jazz. They that was, I think those games hold up to this day for a reason. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're good. But yeah, that's you know I just like that you know for some reason I just like that jersey. Just one of those things that just kind of. Kind of is what it is on that one. So what's your uh, NHL pick? 
Uh, so I'm going to go with the 1981 Vancouver Vancouver Canucks V of Doom. Uh, no, I'm I'm kidding because I know that would just drive you out of your mind, uh, dude. You almost <laughs> did drive me out of my mind on that. As soon as you said that, I was like, that's not what you have on here. Why would you pick as something you want to bring back? That horrible looking jersey. Holy crap! <laughs> Holy wow! Like, you want to? You better lay <laughs> off the root beer. <laughs> Are you sure that's root beer oh, and man. it's not something spiked in it? Nope it's you... it's writing draft handcrafted since 1921. I mean, to to want to bring back <laughs> those horrible looking jerseys. Oh, are you sure you just went to the doctor's appointment for your eyes today? Are you sure you got the, you know, you, you don't need glasses or something for that? Wow. Oh, uh, I have. Sorry, I had to. Um, No, uh, I would like to see the Ducks in the classic Ducks uniform. I'm, I'm tired of. That's better. The orange and black. Um. And the gold, I think the maroon, the teal, and the silver and white looks fantastic compared to the current colors. That and the flipper on the front of the current jersey. Oh yeah, the 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 duck <laughs> fin that is. <laughs> no, yeah. I do like the old school duck look though. I do like the old school duck look. I get Disney doesn't own the team anymore, and that's part of the reason why. They don't have that look anymore. Still. But man, that 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 goalie mask with the duck bill is iconic. I think it's dumb that they don't have it anymore. Um, that's just me. I I think that was a, a classic look, and it's something they should just keep forever in those colors. Well, sort of like what they did with uh, the the two thousand one retro uh, reverse retro, where it looks like the like a, a duck player bursting out of the ice. Well, that was their retro. That was their uh, alternate for 95 and 96. It's just, yeah. it was, it was green instead of white. Yeah. Still either way. I just think it's a cool look. And I think it's a timeless look. Um, And it's better than what they've been wearing since 2006. So. <clears throat> yeah, that is true. But at least in 1819, they had the alternate jersey for that with the in black eight, and oh, green. Jesus, I'm like, 1819? The, the Ducks have only been around since 1993. What are you talking about? 1819. And then I realized you were talking about the season, <laughs> not the actual year. Wow. Okay. Oh, we're, we're, 2018, we're, we're 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm 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 tired, man. You gotta give me a little leeway here. <laughs> I'm in the same boat with you, man. <laughs> That's an old duck. Whack. Anyway. <laughs> oh jeez. It's just in the Phil's one, by the way. Yes, I actually just saw that. <laughs> Oh, What's man. your NHL NHL jersey? Mine's the one they used from '88 to '98 of the Los Angeles Kings. The black and silver, and white, and the white uh, as like the main jersey of itself. 
is black with uh, white stripes on the sleeves with the silver uh, silver numbers and lettering. And the the home at the time was the home was the the white body with the black stripes on the sleeves with the silver lining. With the actual so, Los Angeles Kings on the front. Yeah, the crest. Yeah. So, you, you know me, I'm a big proponent of um, teams in the same city kind of keeping the same color scheme. So, I was always a big fan of this um, because the Raiders had the same color scheme. And the Kings kind of have a history of doing this because before 88, they were using the Lakers color scheme. So, yeah. um, they still kind of... I mean, they use the Raiders theme for the most part, but they've dabbled back and forth with purple in the in the look as well. Um, but there's something really iconic and and memorable of those 88 to 98 Kings jerseys. As long as you don't use that goofy one from 95, 96. Where it had like the, the actual King's head on the jersey, the Burger King jersey. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that jersey. As long as it, you know, that one, no. Other than that, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to see that jersey come back. The, you know, with yeah, that's the, a cool jersey with the Kings logo. You know, just because it's what they're not, you know, they're not now. They do have it, uh, but it's just modernized. It's modernized, and sometimes modernized look doesn't always translate as well as it should. Um, I know There's something to be to do... said for that classic look with the stripes on the sleeves and not waves on the sleeves. Yeah. Cause so I know back in the 1470 legends night, they used the, uh, gold and purple, uh, the gold body with the purple stripes with the actual crown as the crest. Yeah. Which was actually back from, it looks like they used that from 67 to 88. Right. Yes. Before they changed it. So <laughs> they did dabble in that a little bit. Uh, they also did the, the Kings logo in, uh, purple for the reverse retro back in 21. With okay. the, it's, yeah, it's a purple that. body with the yellow stripes, which, uh, I don't, I, well, I mean, the whole reverse retro really. thing was to, it's basically a faux back. It wasn't a real Jersey or it was a real Jersey that they made to look like a different Jersey from the team's history. So, yeah. Yeah. Now just 88 to 98 Kings Jersey. What's your uh, NFL? Okay. So my NFL one is one we might be seeing in the near future now that the NFL's loosened up on the amount of helmets that a team can use in one season. Um, but I went with the 76 to 96 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the AKA creamsicle uniforms. I'm sorry. When I think of the bucks, this is the uniform. I think of the bucks in. Yeah, I do agree with you on that one. I do like that look just because it's just, yeah, that look. The it's so different. Yeah, it's so different from what it was from anything that was out then, and it's completely different from anything that's out now. Um, 
and this the swashbuckling Steve guy on the helmet is really cool. I don't know what his name is. I'm sure he has a name because that's how fandom works. Um, but the pirate with the the knife in his mouth and the feathers billowing over. It's a cool look on the helmet. Yeah, I agree with that. I do agree with that. It's just something you don't normally see anymore. You normally don't see that type of look in general anymore. No. Compared to what jerseys are are today. You definitely don't see that. Oh, his name is Bucko Bruce. I'm sorry. Bucko Bruce. Bucko Bruce. Okay. Good to know. Um, I mean, their current primary logo now is, and it has been since 97, is, is a flag on the end of a, of a sword with two daggers, a football, and a skull, which is fine. But Bucko Bruce looks cool compared to that. Bucko Bruce. <laughs> Bucko Bruce. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. What is what is your NFL pick for the jersey you want back? I chose the Patriots. The classic Pats. Yes, with the Patriot on the actual helmet, not just the head. So, you know, I'm not I'm not a Pats guy, but I do have an affinity for Pat the Patriot because just like with Bucko Bruce, God, all these character, all these things have character names. Um, well, do you have to? What was the Steelers? Ste- the Steelers had Steely McBeam. That's right. Ste- that what? The Steely Steelers Mc- had what? S- Steely McBeam. Steely McBeam. Steely McBeam. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'm. I kid you not. That was. That's their mascot is Steely McBeam. Okay. Well, we'll go. He's a steel worker. Get it? Got it. (laughs) (laughs) See, you learned something new tonight. Um, There you go. Yeah, I took that jersey just because I, you know, that uniform, just because I do like that old school look with Pat the Patriot on it. You know, it's, it's, and here's the thing, and I think this comes back to, this goes back to the Kings jersey you picked. Um, it's simple. Keep it simple, stupid. It's a white helmet, a white uniform with red and blue stripes, a red uniform with white and blue stripes. It's easy. It looks good. It stands out. And it has a Patriot on it. You don't need it. to mess with it. Yes. I mean, you know, it's, it's just right there. It's better than the Elvis Patriot they've had since 93, so... Thank you. Thank you very much. That's that's what they call them on Unawatch. So. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's funny. And you know uh, what? I think the Pats are due for a, a change. Again? Well, they haven't changed in almost 30 years. I think they're due. True. True. Just like I think the Phils are due, so. Yeah, I mean, how many how many times can can you change a uniform? But like you said, thirty years. Yeah, it's time. It's time. You know, some jerseys are kind of 
kind of there. But no, those, those are the uh, the picks for jerseys we'd like to bring back. Thank you, Oilers, for this idea and seeing what jerseys are actually out there and what styles there are of what used to be. So on that note, that'd be the end of the uh, third. Well, at least when uh, you guys do the uh, uh, Philly baseball together, you guys can talk about their win tonight. Yeah, we're a couple days late. My week has been kind of crazy, so Tori and I haven't had a chance to record the June look back episode because we always do the month prior when we when we record. Um, but you can catch me monthly on the Philly baseball together with my podcast with my co-host Tori. Um, we discussed the goings on in the month that happened in Phil's uh, in the Phil season. So the episode we record, I believe, next week sometime will be all about June. Um, we'll talk about how hot the Phils were during June, even though they're still in third place in their division. Um, I do believe good. the A show just wrapped up their finals. I think that poll just ended earlier this week. Um, but you can find the A show's prior episodes on CKCC radio. And that's hosted by our good friend, Matt, with his co-host, Chris Decker. Um, other than that, uh, all the other plugs are in the episode through commercials. Uh, so thank you for joining us for episode 49 of the Not Another Sports Podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, and wherever else you get your podcast. Please, in the description of the show, you can find our link tree. Click on that. That'll take you to all of our social media sites, our creator store, which is naspod.creator-spring.com. Also, in the description of every show, please check out that fansidea.com link. Use uh, code NASPOD, N-A-S-P-O-D, for 15% or 10% off your order at fansidea.com. Use NASPOD for 15% off your order at 9plusus.com. That's our buddies, Brad and Brig at Baseball Together. Uh, always make sure you check them out, both their podcast and their store. Great stuff. Um, with that, I'm Jason. I'm David. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We'll talk with you next time. Have a good one. You have been listening to the Not Another Sports Podcast. Thank you for your listenership. Thank you.